are listening to Packers Now. Get the latest updates on the Green Gold because it's always Packers season at Packers Now. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Ben Kurkowski, and today I want to look back at our matchup from last Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts and just preview Sunday's game against the Chicago Bears. The Packers lost another close game in overtime, and it was a very defeating finish for the Packers. Um, with the fumble and then the field goal to finish the game in overtime, Rodgers had a chance at the football, and I really thought the Packers could win this one, but it just came down to too many mistakes. As we look at that game, a lot of questions that I had about the Packers were actually answered even though they lost this game. So let's dig into this. Big question number one going into that game was, can the Packers stop the ground game? And the Colts actually had 140 yards on the ground in this game, which seems like a lot. But last week against the Colts, the Packers did remarkably well holding them under four yards per carry, which is really good. The Colts wanted to beat the Packers by running the football, and they really couldn't. Uh, They needed to throw, and they did pretty well at that throughout the game, but the Packers answered. Their biggest question is if they play a team that wants to rely on on running the football, can they stop them? And they did. The second biggest question going into this game was, could the offense score and put up points against a top defense with with speedy linebackers? And they did. They scored 31 points against one of the best defenses in the NFL, and that was just amazing to see. But the problem was the Packers scored 28 of those points in the first half. I'm not sure what happened, but the Packers just stalled in the second half, and their offense came to a crashing halt. The Packers can score on great defenses, though, and that's what they proved in this game. If they can figure out how they can consistently do that throughout the game, this offense is going to be remarkable. Uh, The Packers... Then, finally, the third big question going into this game was, can they generate pressure on defense and get after the opposing quarterback? And they really weren't able to do that much in this game. The Packers were only able to sack Rivers once in this game and then had one more big pressure with a tip that led to the interception. The Packers need big plays on defense, and they can't get those unless we are pressuring the quarterback. that's, That's it. Like When you're pressuring the opposing quarterback, that is when you will make turnovers. That's when you cause big plays. That's when you get the sacks. That's when you get the strip sacks. That's Those are when these things happen. That's when you get those three and outs because there's too much pressure, incomplete pass. They threw it away. Um, these, This is how good defenses make plays. This is how they get three and outs. This is how they cause turnovers. And the Packers haven't been able to do that much this year. And it wasn't like the Colts weren't throwing the football a lot. They still threw it 36 times. The Packers' pass rush, though, just has to get after opposing QBs more consistently or we're going to have games where we give up 31 points to the other team no matter how good our corners are playing no matter how good our run defense is this was the problem I had with this last this game on Sunday and especially in the second half the Packers Packers were just unable to put any pressure on Rivers making it impossible for our defense to hold the Colts back from scoring in the second half and they did a decent job but it's just impossible if you aren't putting hits on the opposing quarterback last year Preston Smith was a quality number two edge rusher but that isn't happening this year last year Kenny Clark was fully healthy and took up two blockers on the interior every play but still got pressure the Packers need Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary to be those quality number two edge rushers. Kenny Clark needs to be creating that interior pressure like I saw in the first couple drives of this game. Um, and Zadarius Smith has got to be the guy if our defense is going to bail our offense out when it goes on these dry spells that it has as of late. Even with the stalling out of our offense in the second half, and the inability to generate pressure on Rivers, the only reason, the only reason we lost this game was because of turnovers. 
We had four turnovers in this game and generated two turnovers on defense. You can look at almost any game in the NFL this year, and I would guess games where a team had a minus one turnover differential, 70% of the time they lost that game, 75% of the time, maybe even higher. And I would say games where you had a minus two turnover differential, which is what the Packers had on Sunday, 95% of the time teams lost that game. If you aren't winning or at least tying the turnovers between the other team, you are most likely losing that game. You can't turn the ball over and expect to still win. And we turned the ball over four times. This can't happen. If the Packers play sloppy football like this, they will lose consistently the rest of the season. They're going to lose in the playoffs, and that's that's what it is. What's really incredible, though, is the fact that the Packers still brought this game to overtime, even though that, that this was the case. Bad teams automatically lose if they lose the turnover battle. Good teams still lose if they don't win the turnover battle. Great teams can overcome the turnover differential and still win. But championship caliber teams don't turn the ball over in the first place. They don't put themselves in a place where they have to be great to overcome that. The Packers aren't there yet. We had a chance to win. We are a very, very good football team. I, I believe that. I really think that. But we got to clean some stuff up to be a consistently great team and be that championship caliber team that I want the Packers to become. I know they can. I know they can get there. I think they could get to the Super Bowl this year. But they have to get rid of these sloppy mistakes over the last few weeks. The interceptions, the fumbles, they got to go. They got to go. So, Let's move on to looking at Sunday night's matchup against the Chicago Bears. And it's the first time we will meet the Bears this year. And the Bears are surprisingly second in the NFC North with just a 500 record, though, at 5-5. Five and five. If this team had a quality quarterback, I would be very frightened for the Packers every year. The Packers have been very lucky. The Bears haven't had a good QB since I was born. If I'm being honest, it's been a very long time. But there have been games where whoever is at QB for Chicago puts together a very solid game. And if that's the case, they can beat any team in the NFL, which is how good this defense is, which is how good the rest of the team around them is. Guys like Roquan Smith and Khalil Mack have been just dangerously good this year. Roquan Smith has been this past defense, one of the best in the NFL, just providing some elite coverage in the middle of their defense while they still have top defenders like Eddie Jackson at safety and Kyle Fuller in their secondary uh, but where this defense gets really special is across the defensive line, starting with Khalil Mack, who is arguably the best edge rusher in the NFL this season. He's been elite in every part of his game and just scary good. Like 2018 game one against Chicago Bears good, where he had three or four sacks just in the first half alone when I thought that season was over because Rodgers went out with injury. Uh, that was a scary, scary day, but um, also an amazing day as that second half coming back to beat him. But not only Khalil Mack, but the Bears have three other edge rushers who've been top 50 players at their position coming off the edge, and they can constantly bring juice as they are coming after Rodgers in this game. This will be the best pass rushing unit the Packers will face all season, and that doesn't even take into account their interior defensive line, who have been all very, very good as well, with Brent Urban leading the way in their run defense. This defense is top 10 in every category and has held opposing offenses to only 20.9 points per game on average. The Bears can absolutely win every single week with the amount of playmakers they have on defense. It's just, it's it's scary good. Like, if Khalil Mack and this pass rush, pass rush goes off in this game, putting constant pressure on Rodgers, maybe having a strip sack, maybe forcing Rodgers to throw an interception, and they're able to shut down our running game like last week, this is a game that is totally winnable for the Chicago Bears. But where the Chicago team has suffered 
where the Chicago team is weak is offensively. This offense is bad. The running backs are hurt. These receivers are talented, but whether it's Trubisky or Foles, they both will struggle to get them the football. Right now, this offense is 34, 31st in points per game at only 19.1. They have, a, they have a minus scoring differential on the season, which tells me they should probably have less wins than they actually do. They are 31st in yards per rush attempt, 30th in yards per pass attempt. This team is just it's just bad. Um offensively at least if i look but if i look in depth i don't i don't, I don't understand it cuz individually this team has 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 some good players if i look in depth at this offensive line it's better than what either Foles or Trubisky um have made them out to be uh the one exception being in this game against on Sunday is that Charles Leno Jr may be out with an injury in this game it's it's unsure at this point uh but overall their offensive line looks pretty solid at least pretty average to solid um where the bears have struggled though is david montgomery is supposed to be the guy leading the charge for this football team but he has been struggling with injury he plays well with the touches he has gotten but he hasn't gotten as many as he should if he was fully healthy the bears are coming off a bye week though where they can get pretty much healthy and it looks like montgomery will be a full goal for the game and if that's the case this offense may be a lot better than it has been in recent weeks don't forget about uh, receiver Allen Robinson too on the outside who's been a very good number one receiver this year but just doesn't have the attention because of the poor play from the quarterback position that like guys like Devonte Adams has DeAndre Hopkins has because they have quality quarterbacks the Bears are no slouch of an opponent and have played with pretty much everybody this year even the last three games they lost um you can see how close they are to winning these games they lost by six to the Vikings seven to the Titans and three to the Saints in overtime Three games in a row, losing by one possession or less. And this Bears team has beaten good teams like the Bucks earlier in this year. Do not sleep on the Bears. And if we do, we will lose this game just like we did against the Vikings and how we almost did against the Jaguars. I believe the Packers can win this game if they protect Rodgers. Rodgers can't be constantly pressured in this game. If he is, this Packers offense is going to struggle to push the ball down the field. It seems like Corey Lindsley will be able to play in this game, which will be crucial for that to happen. Uh, as he's the number one center in the NFL still. Uh, and the Packers need to be able to, though, also to be able to rely on their ground game to set up their play-action pass. We saw in the second half last week against the Colts, the Packers literally had no big plays until that final drive because our running game was a joke. The basis of our offense is set up uh, big plays downfield with the run. And that can't happen if our running game is getting blown up at the line of scrimmage, averaging only you know, three to four yards per carry. And we need to get better at giving our running backs some space to work with. And I think our running backs need to do a much better job at just creating some broken tackles themselves, creating some space themselves. I haven't seen, I've been very unimpressed with Aaron Jones the last few weeks. He struggled with injuries this year, been unimpressed. And it just makes me concerned that he might be, I don't know, I don't know. It's hard. Uh, this is one of the hardest decisions I kind I come to as I think about the future of Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams in our offense, and I have been un- unimpressed so far with Aaron Jones this season and what he's been able to create himself. I like to see running backs who can create separation themselves, create missed tackles themselves, and I haven't seen that a lot from Aaron Jones this season, and I need him to step up in a big way if I would consider giving him a contract if I was the GM of the Packers. And so, uh, yeah, first, need to keep pressure off Rodgers. 
Second, we need to be able to run the football so we can set up big plays down the field. And third, our defense needs to prove it can stop the run again this week. The Packers have been able to stop the run fairly well. Two weeks in a row, holding teams to less than four yards per carry. Uh, But the Packers need to do this again this week and force the Bears to beat us through the air and make Trubisky, who is set, I think, to be the starter this week based off what I'm seeing. He isn't fully healthy right now. And if we cause him to put the ball in his, his hands more, to throw the football more, the Packers are going to have a huge chance to win this game. And finally, the Packers have to go back to playing clean football. Early in the season, the Packers never turned the ball over, and we have to go back to that type of football, and that's going to allow us to blow out teams. Because the Packers can blow out teams if they aren't turning the ball over. So in conclusion, if I had to make a prediction for this game, I do think the Packers are going to continue to struggle to run the football. Uh, They haven't, it's been two weeks in a row, struggling to run the football. I'm not sure exactly why this is a good defense that I think is going to continue to make that a struggle for the Packers. And it's going to lead to a couple of drives where we just go three and out after a two yard run, maybe an incomplete pass. And then, and then you're looking at third and eight and bears are going to be an obvious passing situation, be able to rush the passer freely. And it's going to just be too much pressure for Rogers on an obvious passing down. And we're going to have some three and outs like that. I think that's going to, we're going to see that in this game. And I'm not sure why, but the Packers just, like I said earlier, they've struggled around the football and they got to figure that out or this is game's going to be much closer than it should be. Luckily though, for the Packers, I think our defense is starting to look a lot more like it did in 2019. I'm expecting the Packers to get some pressure on Trubisky throughout this game, keep the run game in check. Kamal Martin is getting better every week. Christian Kirksey played pretty well last week and Chris Barnes should be back from the COVID list, which really puts a lot of health and security in our linebacker position. And this game, I think, is going to come down to if the Packers can give Rodgers enough time to throw the football. There's going to be a lot of pressure coming off the edge. The Packers will have to be able to pick up blitzes, get support from this top Bears defense, and allow Rodgers to find the open man. I think the Packers may struggle offensively at times with this pressure coming after Rodgers, especially if uh, they don't have that big play potential from a guy like Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who might not be able to play because... Um, due to injury this week, he had an Achilles injury that kind of s- sparked up on Wednesday. And if that's the case, um, that's going to be a big problem for the Packers because Marquez Valdez-Scantling is an asset to our football team. He he made it, he had a fumble, but he is still an asset to our football team. He is very important uh, because of his speed, his big play potential, and so happy he is a Packer. Um, and if he doesn't play, that will make our offense struggle at times in this game. But also, I think the Bears' offense has been unable to put up points on the board all year. I think they're going to struggle offensively as well. And so I think this game will be a little ugly. It's going to be frustrating. You're going to see some three and outs for the Packers. But I do think the Packers will be able to win this one 27-17. So that's all we, all we have today, folks. Make sure to watch Sunday's game at 7.20 p.m. And stay tuned for more episodes of Packers Now. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, give me a review so I can hear what you guys think about the podcast, and tell your friends about Packers Now so that they can get all the latest updates on the green and gold because it's always Packers season at Packers Now. Thanks, guys.